You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Lord, receive your word this morning. We ask that our hearts are opened to hear you speak to us in the name of Jesus. I submit myself to you, Lord, that you speak through me. Speak your heart's desire in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, I said last week that God led me, God led, in preparation for the laying on of hands, God has led me to talk about three characters who received their miracles in the Bible. Last week, we talked about the first one, the woman with the issue of blood. Today, we'll talk about the second character. And very, another popular, another popular person in scriptures, his name is, was called, his name was called Blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Years have come and gone. The guy received his sight, but his name is still Blind Bartimaeus. Okay. Let's go to Mark chapter 10 from verse 46. Mark chapter 10 from verse 46. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, like I said, this is another story that a lot of us are familiar with, the story of blind Bartimaeus. Hallelujah. But um, this morning, I want us to pick up things from the story, lessons that we can learn from the story of receiving from the anointing, from the anointed and the anointing upon his life. Amen. How to, how we can rightly position ourselves to receive from the anointed. I think I said, also said last week, a lot of time people don't, people don't know how to receive from the anointed. So, program comes, an anointed comes, or you come in contact with the anointed. You know, sometimes, it's not even that the program comes. Sometimes, you you um, you are in contact with the anointed, but you don't know how to receive from him. You don't know how to put your heart right so that you can receive from him. I mean, that, that, that you, can be, you can be around the anointed, and you, you're not even telling him, you're not exactly telling him your heart desire, but you're so connecting with him. Because you know how to, that you can draw power out of him. Amen. And that's what we intend to teach ourselves. And that's what we intend to school ourselves in this period. 
Now, like I said, the story of blind Bartimaeus. Uh, please, let's go back to 46. He says, now he came to Jericho as he went, went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. You know, one, one thing that uh, uh, um, first comes to me is that it, it, it seems as if most probably Bartimaeus was not born blind. Amen. Because the, there was one guy who was born blind. The Bible says that he was born blind from his mother's womb. So it was probably the, it was possible that Bartimaeus wasn't bl- born blind. And some other things, some other things in the story shows that he probably wasn't born blind. Anyway, whether he was born blind or was not born blind, amen. He was blind. He had a condition. He had a situation. Glory to God. Verse 47, it says that, um, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. See, like the woman with the issue of blood, he heard, he heard that Jesus was passing by. Amen. Of course, he had commotion, probably asked, who is that? And he was told that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. See, for us and for others, it's important that people hear. And what I'm encouraging now speaking is that, look, let's make noise so that people can hear. Let's make noise people so that people can hear. And you see, making noise is making intelligent noise. It's not just, oh, oh, laying on of hand service. Because some people are even, some people go on, what's laying on of hand service? What do they do in that service? What? I could just come, they could just put hands on top of my head. Let's, that, and that's what I describe as intelligent noise. Let's talk about it. Let's encourage people. Um, okay, I didn't, I, I didn't mention it. I was going to mention it at the end of the service. We have flyers. We have, uh, um, 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 cards that we can use to invite people. And I really love the way it's designed. There's testimony on it. Amen. Let's make noise about it. Let people hear. Amen. Let people hear. Let people know. Let people know that they, that there's a program coming to town where they can receive answers. They can receive help. They can receive deliverance. They can receive, they can receive the power of God coming upon them to change their situations. Blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by. Number one, he had heard stories about Jesus. He had heard stories about Jesus healing people. He had heard stories about Jesus uh, um, raising, probably raising the dead. He had had stories about, he had had stories about the miraculous that happens in the life of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And we also need to hear. We need to school ourselves to be able to, um, to be expectant so that we are expectant. Amen. We need to school ourselves so that we are expectant. We are talking about some of the things that we said, I, I said we can do. Read the uh, uh, miracles of Jesus in the, in, in the, in the gospels. Amen. Uh, Pastor Notch reminded us um, last Sunday there's a book, Anointing Upon Me. You know, it's a very small book. It's actually a small book. It's about 40, I, I, it's less than 50 pages. I mean, somebody like Bethel can read it in under an hour, finish in under an hour. Some of us who are slow readers, you, you struggle, struggle. In two days, you will finish it. No, let's, you struggle, you're lazy now, you struggle, you in two days, you will finish it. But the importance of reading these things is that it stirs up faith in our hearts. Amen. It stirs up expectation to receive. 
It says up, it stirs up our, our expectation about the anointed and the anointing upon him. Glory to God. Amen. Now, the next thing we see here is that he heard about Jesus and then he said, he began to cry and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Why did he call Jesus the son of David? There was something significant about it. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Um, let's look at um, Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6. Jeremiah 23, 5. It says, Behold, the day is coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now, this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. Amen. You see, now this is one of, this is one of the premises I said that it, it was most likely, it was possible that Bartimaeus wasn't born blind. Amen. Because he knew these teachings. Amen. He knew these teachings. And you know, this, what, what, what is the scripture saying? That a savior, a messiah will come one day. So he recognized Jesus as the messiah. When he says Jesus, son of David, he recognized, because, go back to 25. Verse 5, sorry, verse 5. He said, Behold, the day is coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. He recognized that this was the branch of righteousness that was prophesied about. And that this branch of righteousness had the power to execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. And executing righteousness was opening his blind eyes. Glory to God. So when he called Jesus son of David, he was actually talking about, he was actually um what word do I use now? He was actually um evoking prophecy. A prophecy had gone forth. He was actually staring up that prophecy that I believe that this prophecy has gone forth and now is the fulfillment of it. Amen. And he got his heart desire. Glory to God. Now, what's your revelation of Jesus? How, what, when you, when, when you think about, when you think about Jesus, what do you think of? Amen. Hallelujah. See, you must have a revelation of Jesus as your Messiah. You must have a revelation of Jesus that help comes from him. Amen. And it must, it's not just that, okay, uh, oh, oh, Jesus, the, um, you know, yes, yesterday when we were around the prayer, I was talking about the fact that, um, my wife was one time talking to me about faith and mental, mental ascent. Faith and mental ascent. Mental ascent is just agreeing. It's just accepting that these things are possible. These things are true. But faith is believing that is true about me. Amen. You know, let me give you an example. Philippians 4.19. We started talking about what scripture, um, 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 series we, we started, our suspended series. 
Because I just got out. Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know, we can mentally ascend to it. God, yes, yeah, yes now. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Whatever the need is, God can supply it. Whatever the need is, God can supply it. When I'm in the need, when I need 500,000 to travel to Côte d'Ivoire, amen, what am I saying now? How am I acting now? How am I behaving now? That shows your faith. Amen. You know, a parrot and, uh, 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 I think even canaries too, a parrot and a canary, you can change them to say, my God supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that his needs are met. Amen. But what are your actions? What are you, what are you doing? He saw Jesus as his Messiah and he called out to him in faith. Amen. You must see Jesus as your Messiah. Amen. The revelation you have about his identity will often determine how we relate to him or call out to him. The revelation we have about the identity of Jesus will determine how we relate to him or call out to him. Amen. I, 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 you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. Listen about the revelation you have about, about, about Jesus. You know, in the Old Testament, God was constantly revealing Jehovah to them by different names. You know, the one we just saw in, in, in Jeremiah is one of the ways God revealed himself. That God was revealing himself. They said there's about seven names of God or something like that in the Old Testament. Some of this, you know, some of these teachings that we used to do before, they have just, now we are doing, we want to do some powerful grace and the deep things, the exigencies of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know, there's seven, we have this, the, this seven or eight names of God or nine or nine. Okay. Names of God. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sikenu, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah, all those, all those ones. The one here in, in, in um, Jeremiah is the one Jehovah Sikenu. God was constantly revealing himself, almost to every one of those, God was constantly revealing himself by name, as, by a name. When God spoke to Abraham, God revealed himself as Jehovah Jireh, or Yeri, I don't know what, I'm not, I'm not a Greek person, so. Or Hebrew person. God constantly was revealed. But in Christ Jesus, we have the full revelation of who God is. Amen. What is the revelation you have of Him? How, how, how do you see, how do you see the Christ? How do you see, and how do you see His anointed? Amen. That's another important thing. How do you see his anointed? You know, okay, well, a lot of you in Portacot, you're not maybe interacted very, 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 um, closely with Rev. But those of us, some of us in Abuja, Revo, you know, Revo, you call him Revo. I mean, Abuja people we know now. I call him Revo, play with him. You can, so when it comes to, I mean, when that day he's standing to ministry, look at, hmm, revo. You know what you get? You get revo. Amen. What revelation do you have of the anointed? 
a revelation that God's power is upon him for me. A revelation that God is God is moving through him. You know, there's something Pastor Notch said yesterday, which was something that um, Pastor Notch, well, one of them said, which was something that was said in camp meeting, that the, 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 the anointed are public servants for you. Amen. God, God's anointing comes upon them because of you. Do you know, do you know, if you're not in the scene, the anointing will not just, I mean, the anointing will not just come upon him for nothing. Do you, do you, do you understand that? I, oh, no, no, okay, let me give you an example. Reverend is at home. He's just sitting there in, in his house. He, he likes, he likes football. It's a Man U fan. He's watching Man U. And then all of a sudden, the anointing just come upon. Oh! Watching UEFA. No. He, 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 another thing about him, he loves to play basketball. I've never had him say, as he was playing basketball, he was, he was the anointing power of God just came upon him. No. But every time you hear about the power of God coming upon him, it's in service. It's ministering to people. How do you see the anointed? How, how, how do you, how do you relate with the anointed? Amen. You know, let me, let me give another example. You know, um, um, I had this story, I, I read, I've, I've read different, different stories, but this particular one I read recently, I can't remember who, uh, a military general, he had a son who was also in the army, but he was a general, his son was a younger rank. So, when he arrived, when he arrived, because his father was a general, and he was a junior rank, he saluted him, he gave him all the regards and respect as military people, officer to officer. Then, they left, and then he went in, and then, he, I think he went into the place or something, then the son, he followed him. When he followed him, I entered the place, they now hugged. And I told him, you better call your mom. Your mom has been worried about you. Now, uh, what, what have we just seen? The military man is relating to him as his superior. When they left that, 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 uh, 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 Marena, that circum, when they got in, he's relating to him father. Amen. Learn to know the difference. Learn to know the difference. Amen. Look, look, you might hear, uh, 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 this goes to any, any anointed that you, you, you're relating with or dealing with. You might hear stories about them. You have stories, this anointed, this is, this is the kind of life that he lives. He, he this, this, this is how he, he, he behaves. This is how he, this is what he does. This is what he says. When you come, when he stands in the office of his anointing, forget all that you have had. Though. Begin to relate to him as the anointed. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Colonel Moyo talks about it. He said one, one time he met one man of God, one very respected man of God. And then he's, ah, he, I think it was in an hotel or something like that. So he met him, ah, this man of God. So he ran up to his room, got some money, packed, packaged it together and came to give me. He said the man was so nasty. That man was very rude and everything. Probably just was having a bad day. So he gave him, he collected it, thank you, and just walked away. That the wife now, the man's wife now came, sorry, oh, he's not always like that. I said, sorry. Sorry for what? Ah, I'm connecting with the anointed. 
What is my business? Whether however it behaves. And my seed is connecting with the anointed. That's all I know. You know, he talked about the fact that later on he met him again, met him again, and he was in a very, very good sub. So something probably was annoying him that day. But you know that he could have said, ah, now wow, seed person I'm giving seed that is even behave. What is wrong with him? What did they do? Nonsense. You have just done, you have just done sadaka with your money. You know what sadaka is? Just dash beggar your money. Amen. Have the right perspective of the anointed. When he stands here, when he stands here, there, where, ever. When you stand in before the anointed, don't look at him with the eyes of all that you know about him. Ah, now my padina, now my guy, now my guy with the, with the, with the, do, with the wrong things together, with the wrong show together. Amen. And then you're, you're coming out. Afana. You're, you will get how far. Amen. Have the right perspective of the anointed. Have the right perspective of the anointed. Glory to God. Now let's go on. Um, verse, it says that he started calling Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People said, hey, keep quiet. I'm making too much noise. Amen. Then many want him. See the word. They want him to be quiet. Be quiet. Ah, what's the meaning of this noise? Be quiet. But what did the Bible say? He cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. Let me, let me, let me jump. Go to 49. Before I say what I want to say. So, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then he said to the blind man, then he called the blind man and said to him, ah, be of good cheer. Rise, he's calling you. These are the same people who are telling shut up. You know the point I'm making? Don't let what people say, don't let what people say stop you from aligning yourself right. Amen. Don't let what people say, don't let it affect your, the state of your heart. Amen. And, and part of what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, people say things, say, ah, he's uh, laying on her side. What, what is that? You know, like, 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 like I said, prayer cruise was awesome yesterday. Like, uh, one of the things that, um, a man was talking about, I said, I can, what, what is, what is the big, what laying on our hands? I can, I can pray for myself now. I can believe God. I can stand in faith and receive. You help people. I said, come on, but it's true. It's true. All of us know they're anointed. You hear one mumu talking like that. He said, it's true. All of us are anointed now. Amen. So you, you even come to, you, you even manage to come for the meeting. Come, but you're coming there with, may mm. not be like, say, I know come out. Yeah. Amen. Or you can even come to the meeting and then the power of God moves and then the, the man of God calls you, okay, it's, there's somebody here. You're wearing a, a, a pink shirt uh, with a green tie. Uh, yes, you're sitting at the back there. Come out. These people shall. You know you're not going to receive. Even though God called out your case. Because you have just short-circuited the power of God. Amen. He was persistent, and that's what I'm talking about. He was persistent despite the crowd. 
He was persistent despite the crowd. See, there will always be crowds of different things trying to stop you. There will always be, there will always be all manner of things trying to distract you. Amen. See, that morning you wake up, you wake up because it's not here. You wake up and as you're going to the venue, what, the, the, the bolt that you call, the guy that day, the, the guy will be super anointed to annoy you. Amen. Okay, it, it may not be too much of a challenge for us because we are used to it. Let me also do one. It's upstairs. The place is upstairs. That day you will climb the stairs. These people, why can they be, why would they put program on, on, on story building like, what kind of rubbish is this? And the lift is not working. Amen. You will enter the hall. Usher will say, sit down here. You say, no, I want to sit down here. Say, sit down. The, 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 the usher probably be, I say, sit down here. What is the meaning of that? If you don't sit down, go. <laughs> See, what I'm saying is that there will be different crowds. There will be different, there will be different things that will try to stop you from receiving. No, you're going to decide that I am focused. You say, Usher, if you like, tell me to sit on the floor. I will sit. When man of God lay hands on me, I receive my anointing. I'm coming back for you. But right now, I will do whatever you want me to do. Amen. He didn't allow anything. He didn't allow anyone stop him. He was insistent that his, my heart will be right. Is this Jesus Son of David, he must have mercy on me. He must have mercy on me. And nothing is going to stop me from getting his attention and getting him to meet my needs. Amen. Don't allow what people will say or are saying to immediate you from believing for your miracle. Amen. Somebody will say, ah, you say, I'm going for laying on of hand service. Say, ah, for what now? Say, ah, if I go for that service, once Reverend lay hand on me, this is my medical condition is gone for, say, now what for you? You won't be phoning pastor, pastor people about. You better be careful, be careful. <laughs> I told you my own, no. That's how this person, the other person, the other day, you were saying that you received his healing. That's how he died, though. Be careful. I told you my own, no. Don't allow what people say to distract you or to distract you. Amen. Be persistent in your faith. It draws the anointing to you. Be persistent. You, you, you know, it's interesting. He kept calling. They tried stopping. He kept calling. I said, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Imagine if he had called once. I said, keep quiet. And he kept quiet. You know, Jesus would have gone by. But see, the anointing, your persistence always draws the anointing to you. Your persistence always steer the anointing in your direction. Last Sunday, I, I think I, 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 I told the story of a brother who said he was in church and he, he, he was in a bad place and just said, Kai, I just wish Reverend would just call my name, call my case. And Reverend, from out of the blues, Reverend just called, said, where is um, so 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 I see in service. I saw him and called him out. I spoke words to him. Amen. You know, um, Smith, Google said, Smith, Smith, Wigglesworth said something. I said, popular quotes that a lot of us must, we've had Reverend quotes a lot of time. He says, there's something about believing God that will cause him to pass over a million people to get to you. There's something about believing God that will cause him to pass over a million people to get to, to you. Amen. 
I mean, those of us who have been in Reverend meeting and even in, in some many of God's meeting, I, I think um, um, Katokuma even used to say that. He says, sometimes you're looking over the people. All of a sudden, someone just begins to glow. All of a sudden, it's like spotlight is upon a particular person. And basically, almost all the time, when you start out, you see that the person's heart was reaching out. Amen. There is something about believing God that will cause him to pass over a million people to get to you. See, be persistent. Let your, let your antenna of faith be out there. Like, quote a lot of it. You know, like, like, like we said in prayer, in prayer course yesterday. Let your focus be on Jesus. Let your focus be on Jesus. Some of us are saying, some of us, okay, we're praying, fasting and praying for 21 days. Ah, fasted and prayed for 21 days. <laughs> In fact, there's no way God will not hear me. I was saying yesterday, some people are, have, have had programs that they fasted for 100 days. Some people have fasted six months. This year, some people have, the church has fasted for six months. You are doing 21 days. Not even 21 days completely. You break by five o'clock. And some of you break by three o'clock. Two o'clock, twelve o'clock. <laughs> so you're not coming here to brag on your fasting. You're coming here, your eyes fixed on Jesus, your, your attention, your focus is on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fourth thing we see in the story, Jesus calls him, verse 50. I think it's verse 15. Um, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. The Bible says that the first thing that he did, when Jesus decided he should come, when to tell him that Jesus was calling him, he threw aside his garment. Amen. There's some, there's some lesson to learn in that. You know, the, the, that garment, at some, some, some translation calls it a cloak. Like it's, a, it's a, actually a, a big cloak, and um, um, I was reading when I when I was reading about it, they said that the cloak is it's actually a garment that you wear, it's like an outer garment, and it's big enough to act like a covering cloth. So sometimes you travel, maybe you go out, you go somewhere, you don't you don't need to look for a covering cloth. You just get it and use it to cover yourself. Amen. Now, some significance about it. So, one reading I'm reading, it says he represented, see, this cloak, okay, there, NIV says cloak. This cloak represented his state. Uh, um, some literature that I read said that the, 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 they were actually, some of it were actually issued to them, but given to them by the government to legitimate their begging. So the government gives them this cloak, and anybody who sees it with them knows that, okay, they are beggars. So, uh, I can, and, 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 maybe today, maybe today bad, bad people day world. <laughs> you know, one time when, when I first, when I, when we first moved to Lagos, I go to the bus stop. I say, this guy, this guy will be dressed like personal suit and um, tie and everything. Just okay, excuse me. Good afternoon. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I, um, Good morning. No, good morning. Um, you know, I was on my way to the interview. I, I just received a message this morning that I was called for an interview, but I don't have any money on me. I need transport money. Uh, if I can just get like 500 naira to get me because I'm going all the way to VI. You give him. 
Well, I didn't need to notice. Right? He moved to the next person. Excuse me, they'll tell the story. The first time I noticed it, uh, this day, this day, I came, the guy met me, asked me for money. Two days later, I came to the same bus stop. He came and met me again. I was telling me the same story. I said, ah, come. Is it every day you go for interview? He, he was shocked. I immediately he knows that, oh, this one, he just walked away. So I was, I was telling him, I said, ah, come. Because it was strange to me. I, I was not a Lagos boy. He goes, uh, that's how they behave here. That's how they, I say, eh? So, so that you are not a corporate beggar taking advantage. I, 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 because the bad thing that happened was that if you come to me, when I was in Lagos, if you come to me and you tell me a story, I'm just sorry, I can't help you. Even up to today, it takes, it takes the spirit of God moving on me to help you. Then you just come and start telling stories. I say, sorry, 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 I'm not, I can't help you. Now, because of those kind of people, they give them a cloak. Amen. So when you see them wearing it, and probably about the same color or something, when you see them wearing it, you know that this is a recognized, this is a legitimate beggar. If I give to him, eh? <laughs> if I, if I give to him, I'm giving to, I'm helping him. Amen. But it, 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 it represented, it was his identity. Now the question I ask is that, what have the authorities labeled you as? Amen. What have the authorities labeled you as? The authorities are different. Medical authority, say, ah, you, your case, your, 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 you, you, you have, um, incur- your, your, your sickness is incurable. Or is it the corporate world? The corporate world, I told you that you can't get a job. You have past employment. No, not even age. You have past employment. You, you pass employment anything. Age has passed. Qualification has, you don't have. You, you, you're unemployable. Or is it the financial institution say you can't get a loan from us? We don't give loan to people like you. Amen. What are the authorities? Or is, it, is, or is it even parent authorities? Say, so look at you, blockhead. This is what your mate are doing. Look at your junior brother. He's already in hundred level. You've not even, you've not even passed, you've not even passed Waek. And you want to do well in life like this. No, some of us, we don't have parents this kind of thing. Amen. What have the authorities labeled you as? Amen. As you're coming from um, laying on of our service, you drop it back. Amen. You cast it off. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two, it can become an identity you hide behind to try to gain sympathy or emotional man- or to emotionally manipulate people in your favor. It can become an identity you hide behind to try to gain sympathy. So, you see, uh, um, I mean, every time I, I, he can, he can come, you know, I can see, I can be sitting down, probably I'm, I'm a beggar now. I can be sitting down just casually lounging. I see Pastor Notch. Wow, look at him. Tie, looking all corporate. Ah, this one will get money. Arrange my head. 
Babi Allah. Babi Allah. Help me. Help me. Do something for me. And it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, you, you, you begin to use, and some people are in the place where you begin to use their, their circumstances, their situations to try to emotionally manipulate people. They try to use it to gain sympathy. They try to use it to gain, to gain, um, uh, uh, that's, that, it, it becomes, it becomes a whole, see, sometimes some people, and like we say, some, some beggars, <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping, but some beggars, they don't want to leave their situation. They want to be, because it's profitable. It gives me a sense of security. So you heal me now. So you give me job. I mean, you'll be paying my, you'll be feeding me. I mean, leave me as I did. Just give me the money you want to give me and go your own. Amen. It can become an identity we hide behind to try to gain sympathy or emotional manipulate people in your favor. See, as you're going to um, laying on of hand service, drop it. Drop it. Be willing to let go of it. Amen. I say it could also be, it could also be a comfort zone, an excuse not to change so that you don't look for ways out of your situation. It could be, a, it can become a comfort zone. You know, some, some, some people can become so comfortable with your situation. You cannot be comfortable with it. I don't become a comfort zone because I'm asking you, asking you to come out of this comfort zone is pushing you into real life, into responsibility. Well, asking you to come out of this comfort zone is asking you to take responsibility. You, you, you know what, what some, 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 some time back God was, God was um, um, dealing with me and, and teaching me that. In life, we need to learn to take responsibility. Amen. Taking responsibility doesn't mean that I am accepting, I'm accepting wrong, I'm accepting the situation. Okay, let me, let me give you an example. Um, um, none is coming now. Holy Spirit, give me an example. Ian is raising up his hand as the example. <laughs> Amen. But, 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 but nothing's coming to my head, actually. <laughs> Amen. But you see, the point I'm making is this, that, look, things, things happen in your life. Things that happen around us, things that happen with us, that I need to take responsibility that, okay, um, what part did I play in this thing? Okay, let, 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 let. I can't really think of any good example. Funny enough, okay, David, see, it happens. <laughs> Let me give an example that I, I, I vaguely, vaguely think of. I come and meet you. I say, Pastor Notch, this thing you did is wrong. And Pastor Notch can, you no know, Pastor Notch can take responsibility. Okay, okay. He said what I did was wrong. What is it? And analyze it. I say, oh, okay. This way, I, this way I need to make corrections. This way I need to make changes. He are taking responsibility. Another thing, Pastor Notch can decide that, oh, so Pastor, you call, you're calling me wrong. No, let, let me, let me even use the word. Say, hi, Pastor Notch, this thing you did didn't make sense. So I am a fool. Yeah. Say, no, 
Your actions were wrong. It doesn't make you wrong. Amen. You know, we talk about, we, 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 I, I talk about it even if, spiritually. Okay, very good. I come, let me start here spiritually. You know, a lot of time we say, the fact that I missed it and committed a sin doesn't make me a sinner. I am the righteousness of God. I am righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. I missed it. So when I have to, when, when, when it comes, I deal with where I missed it. Are we getting what I'm saying? I did, I missed it. I deal with it and I move on. I am righteous. Popular example. I don't know how it's my need to enter this message. I am a man. Amen. Then maybe as I was, as I'm preaching, I'm talking, I now did, um, as I'm talking, I didn't. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make me a, a, a woman. Somebody can say, ah, pastor, you, you, you did, you just did women thing, you girly thing. I say, so, you're, you're, you're saying I'm, I'm a woman. Are you calling me a woman? Do I look like a woman to you? Amen. I, I, I'm trying to paint a picture. I hope, I don't, I'm trusting God that he's driving home. I take responsibility for the actions and make the necessary corrections. I don't run myself down because of something somebody has said. Amen. I see a lot of people, some, some things are, some, some things, some states have become comfort zones. You have become, you become very comfortable in it, become complacent in it. So when anybody starts talking, you, you need to change this, you need to change this. Ah, beg, you are roughing the, uh, the, the, the nest. Let's just stay here. But do you know, you cannot receive a miracle that way. Let me give an extreme example. I'm not talking to anybody. I am now 600 years old lady. So I have, I have, I have my car. I have my job, pay well paying job. I've furnished apartment. I'm comfortable in life and everything. So I don't need a man to validate me. But ma, inside the bottom of your heart that you don't open, you want to marry and say to. That is deep down inside your heart. But uh, I'm just good. I'm just good the way I am. I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't need anybody. This <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> Personal experience. I have to somebody. I don't need a man to validate me. I'm I'm happy the way I am. So you come for a lay on of hand service, and they lay hands on you. Nothing will happen. You have to be willing to let go of that. You have to be willing to say, Lord, I really want to marry. I really want to have a family. I really want, this is my real need. I'm jumping my message. This is my real need. And then the power of God can come upon you to meet it. Throw away the cloak. Throw off the garments. Don't let it be, don't let it be a hindrance to receiving from God. I say also it could be a wrong means of trying to solve our problems. It could be a wrong means to try to solve our problems. You know, sometimes too, we just develop some mindsets. We don't develop, we, 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 we form some walls around us to protect ourselves. I don't want anybody to hurt me. You know, you, you know what I discovered? Sometimes some of the people that look, look like as if they are the hardest people. 
Why are you talking Daniel? What, what, what is it? What do you want? This side there, they are soft. You know, how many of us know this? It's not a popular sweet anymore. Eclairs. Caramel on the, I mean, hard on the outside, soft in the, in the middle. That's how some of those people are. It, all that, what, what, what is it? It's just a front. I'm protecting, I don't want anybody to come inside and hurt me. So, everybody stay out, stay out, stay out. We need to put aside those things to be able to receive from God. Glory to God. You know something I wrote down here? It says we beg for our friends, our families, our culture, our society, our social media channels to feel us, to validate us, but they can't. And that's the honest, that's the honest truth. We're looking for validation. We're looking for, we're looking for emotional acceptance. And so we look for them from all manner of sources. Those things cannot give us those things. Amen. These things can't meet that need. They can't love us like we want because oftentimes they don't like themselves. They can't fix us because that was never the purpose. They were never meant to meet needs. Glory to God. Should I talk about that more? I'll talk about this more. You know, you, you know, sometimes eh, social media can be very deceptive. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, thank God I believe the church handled that demon that time, the suicide demon that time. But you know, a lot of times, at that time, a lot of people were were committing suicide. And we go to their social media pages, you will see that they have 1,000 followers, 10,000 followers. They snap a picture and within one hour, they have 1K like. Amen. So they were very popular. They were very, very glamorous. They were very, they seem, everybody's like, ah, man, if I can just be like this lady, look at her. Just, do you know she posted this picture 15 minutes ago? See how many people have liked it. But they were empty inside. Don't look for validation from social media. Don't look for validation from things around you. Don't even look for validation from people. You know, uh, uh, um, there's one thing my wife used to say, and she still says it, say that it, it is, what's the word she uses? Let me just use my word that I remember. That it is wrong for you to put pressure on somebody to fill a vacuum that only God can fill. It is wrong. And let me, let me talk to, 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 to married couples. It is wrong. It's wrong for you to think that your, your spouse can feel a vacuum in your life. I don't talk to you single people. <laughs> you, you are making the greatest mistake if you think that, ah, once I marry, ah, once I marry Prince Charming like this guy, he will make me feel love. He will make me feel good. He will make me feel on top of the world. He will make me feel, ha, ha, ha. He will make me feel, ha, ha, ha. Ask the married ladies. You know they work like that. Even you demand, if I marry this girl, man, her start, her start is tight, man. If I marry this girl, ah, man, I don't complete. People go, they, people go, they look me, they go, they, ah, they go, they want that. You know, the other thing that is, if they even look you, they look at, how does this guy Mumu take marry this fine girl? Stop looking for people to validate you. Get your validation from God. Amen. Let God validate you. And what other validation can you get from God than that he loves you? He eternally loves you. 
He's, he loves you. He loves you unconditionally. He's madly, like we sang this morning, he's madly in love with, I love, someone loved that song. He's madly in love, and truly God is madly in love with you. Amen. I, 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 call it psych, you know, but I always tell myself, when God hears my name, God begins to shake. Hey, 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 what happened? What did you say happened to Jide? Hey, Jide, oh, Jide, That's how God is in love with me. God is running around, do, doing things, trying to get my attention, doing things for me. I remember when I'm running, turn, turn my back to him, I say, oh, Jide, hey, see Jide, oh, Jide, ah, Jide, oh, turn here, turn here. God is doing drama on the other side so that I can just get my attention. God's madly in love with me. You need to be whole like that. You need to be whole like that for you to enjoy marriage. You need to be whole like that for you to enjoy life. Because it's not just marriage now. Even in your office, <laughs> you've done all the work. You've got uh, and one 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 small girl like this that's short like this. That the only thing giving her height is her high heel. What rubbish is this that you have just done? They say, hey, see all my life. <laughs> Get your validation from God. You must be whole yourself to receive emotion, emotionally from any other person or else you will just be a black hole. Amen. I know what the black hole is. The black hole is never full. Just be throwing things into it. You never get full. So you're throwing, they're throwing everything at you, throwing love at you, throwing emotion. Care to everything. You're just never satisfied. Glory to God. Okay, that was a distraction. That was that, that was an aside, but it was a very good aside. So we're saying that he dropped his cloak. He dropped his garment. You see, every time he picked up that garment in the morning, it reminded him, "This is who I am." But he was going to drop it, and I don't think that he dropped it and went back to it. Amen. He dropped it and dropped it forever. But still talking about the cloak, very interesting. Another thing about the cloak, he says that, as I said here, it was a hindrance, an obstacle. It made him clumsy and all. Because he said that, throwing away his cloak, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Amen. You know, if, I mean, it would have been another picture that you say, come. And he's gathering his cloak, trying to wrap himself very well. Then he's, he, the thing is, he's pulling it, he's, he, I, but he, no, 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 no. You're not going to stop me anymore. He threw it away and came to Jesus. Amen. There are things that could be hindrances in your life. There are things that could stop you from, 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 from connecting. There are things that could, could be a, a blockade. Throw those things away. Amen. As I'm speaking, I believe some of us are seeing those things. Throw them away. They could be, see, they could be physical, they could be emotional, they could even be spiritual. They could be spiritual. Throw them away. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. It says, therefore, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, 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 let us. He didn't say, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and you know, he just talked about the cloud of witnesses, talked about while well, the witnesses in, in Hebrews 11, 
by faith this person did this by faith this person achieved this by faith this person obtained this by faith this person did this by faith this this uh, thing that happened to this person by faith it says therefore we also so he's saying that we also can attain by faith we also can experience the miraculous by faith we also can change our situations by faith as I said we learned yesterday Faith is fixing your eyes on Jesus. Faith is fixing your eyes on the finished works of Jesus. Faith is not um, um, in the activities of what I've read Bible, pali to pali. I've, I've, I've fasted, I've fasted, I've prayed, I pray, I pray. In fact, I've been praying every day, 27 hours a day. If I hear that God no answer me. That is not faith. That's not faith. Faith is fixing your eyes on Jesus and what he has done for you. Amen. You know, let, let, let me say something about that. You know, if Jesus didn't do anything for you, if Jesus didn't pay the price, if Jesus didn't, if, if Jesus through his sacrifice has not provided those things for you, you know, you can still do your prayer and fasting. You can still do your reading the Bible from back to cover to cover. You can do all those activities and nothing will happen. Why? There is nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. This room is powered by, okay, there's no light now, so it's powered by a generator. Amen. See, the wirings can be correct. The, everything is intact and everything. If there's no power coming into the building, you can switch on the switch correctly. You can do everything correctly. Nothing will happen. Why? There is no power behind. So the reason why you have faith is because of what Christ has done for you. Don't lose, don't lose focus on that. That the reason why anything will happen for you is because of what Jesus has done for you. So fix your eyes on Him. That is faith. Not fixing your eyes on this problem. You know, some, sometimes, you see, this is some people acting faith. This, this pain that's gone in Jesus' name, that's gone in Jesus' name. You have pain, you have gone, you have gone in Jesus. You have, you are, you're not hearing, Abby. You're not, I say you have gone in the name of Jesus. Pain, go, go. Pain, hey. I say, I say no, no, no. What are you, ah, no, ah, I'm releasing my faith. I'm releasing my faith. No. There's one scripture that, um, I think it was Pastor Lizzie that quoted it yesterday. Uh, oh, I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down. Okay, it was not Pastor Lizzie. It was the husband, Pastor Nochi. <laughs> Galatians 5.16. Just hold your thoughts here. We'll come back here. Yes. It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, you know what? A lot of times, we are struggling not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
I don't want to feel the loss of the flesh. I don't want to feel the loss of the flesh. I don't want to feel the loss of the flesh. I don't want to feel. Eh, you know, the more you struggle, the more you fulfill the love, this loss of the flesh. What does it say? Walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill. Do this, and these other things will not happen. Walk in the spirit, and you shall not. You say. You know, we say shall is strong. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, if you are struggling with anything, you are struggling with a habit, you are struggling with a, a situation, you are struggling with a condition, how to get out of it is to focus on Jesus. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Okay. Let me let me go back. Let's go back. Hebrews twelve verse one. It says, Wherefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, people who focus their attention on God and God's results. Let us lay aside. It's not God doing it. You lay aside. Every weight. What's the meaning of weight? Weight. And every, and the sin we so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance. The race that is set for he said the sin we so easily ensnares us. You know, <laughs> one, one time I was studying meditating on it, and the picture that came to me is 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 a childhood um, experience picture. The sin we so easily Quack sauce. You know what quacking means? You're running. I remember I was done as kids. You know, you're running. You don't put leg for somebody. You just innocently. Somebody just coming. You just innocently put leg. Boom. The person just say, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Amen. It says this thing so easily set leg for us. Thank you, sir. This thing so easily set like for you know, and truly, you know, thinking about it, eh, there's uh, when it says sin, it's, it's not it's not fornication and adultery, smoking and um womanizing. No, sin. What does what's, what that, that word sin there? Check it out. What does it mean? It means to miss the mark. It says this missing of the mark that so easily set, trips us. Amen. You know, for, for, for some, it's anger. Amen. For some, it's um, fear. Thank you, man. Fear. For some people, some people are just professional fearers. For some, it's just worry. I mean, everything. You worry, you worry, you worry. When the day you wake up and you're not worried, you're worried that you're not worried. Amen. This one, this, this, this are the sin that so easily set leg for you. So you're running with faith, you're running with faith. Some is, is, is discouragement. They're just easily discouraged. I'm believing God, believing God, believing God, believing God. Something just happened, or somebody just said something, or somebody, or something, or something just just work out the way you expect it. I'm discouraged. Hey, I'm going to get a job. I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for a job. I'm believing God for a job. Oh, I've settled my. I've, 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 uh, uh. 
Uh, hello? Are you, um, Mr. So so so, say yes. I'm sorry to inform you that, um, your, 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 um, how do Hydrification has been rejected. You have how many out there? They have rejected me. Amen. The sin, those sin, it says you should lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily and see, see, this one is the, you, 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 you know, you know, God help me. You know, sometimes, eh? The devil does not use big sin to entice people. Someone like me, let me brag, carry woman to entice me. <laughs> that woman, I let her strip naked and be, and pneumonia go kill her in the end though. Because, I'm don't, I'm not, God help me, God, I just discovered God has helped me in that area. Something, but there's some other things. And they're very, very little, little things. Something just irritates me. I just get irritated. I just get upset. And before I know it, I just enter one depressive. Nothing is working. Amen. It's not the big things the devil used to trip a lot of us. Amen. Okay, let me ask. Look at everybody who's there. How many of us ever have used them? Um, entitled um, to steal one million naira. But how many of us have been, been irritated and just lash out in irritation? How many of us? Say no. <laughs> Those are the sins that easily beset us. How many of us have ever been discouraged? Some of us I beg, I beg, I beg. I beg, I don't tire. How many of us have done I beg? How many of us I beg, I don't tire? How many of us have experienced mood swings? <laughs> These are the sins that is easily beset up. Because you, 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 you know, you know, you, you, and you know the problem with that. Let me explain it. The moment, the moment you fall for those sins, what you have done is that you've taken your eyes off Jesus and you're focusing on yourself. That's why it's a sin that is so easily beset us. Anything that makes you, once that thing can make you take your eyes off Jesus, and begin to focus on yourself, it's a sin that easily besets you. So it says, let us lay aside every weight. You see, it's something we consciously do. It didn't say that when you come to God, every weight drops off and every sin stops. No, it says you lay aside every weight and every sin that easily trips you. So I'm going to get angry tomorrow, but I'm going to tell myself, I say, no, I refuse for this to control me. I'm going to get discouraged tomorrow. I'm going to get up and get God's word and begin to rejoice in the Lord and in the power of his might. And let us run with endurance. Another translation says with patience, the race that is set before us. There's a race that is set before you. There's a race that is set before you. There's a race that is set before you. You run with patience. That race. Verse 2. Looking unto who? Jesus. That's how you run this race. Looking unto Jesus. 
You know, you know, I, I, I tried running in, in, um, in school. I, I didn't, I didn't make it. But you know, one of the things they taught you run, when you, on your marks, you're constantly looking forward. Get set, go. See, he said, well, that's what he told, told us. I don't know if that's what it is. My, my, our, our, um, PE teacher. He says, keep looking at the, the finish line. That's what your attention should be on. He says, forget about everything and everybody. Look at the finish line. Looking onto Jesus. Looking onto Jesus. He says he's the author. He's the one that originates it. He's the finisher. He's the one that finishes the faith. So see, part of what I said, the man I was talking about, I was talking about yesterday. Faith comes from Jesus. It comes from looking onto Jesus. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm my faith. I'm, I'm, I'm gymming my faith. I'm, whatever word you use for my faith. I'm, so that my faith will rise up. Hey, just look onto Jesus. Ah, this is my health situation. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting my faith to work so that that day when Reverend just touched me like this. Ah, this thing will look onto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and set down at the right hand of God. Amen. Let go of every weight. Let go of every weight. Uh, okay, yeah. Now, the last thing we see there, it says that he was specific. He knew exactly what he wanted. And that's verse um, 50, I think. Verse 50. Okay, 51. Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Amen. So Jesus asked him, what? You know, you said it before that a blind man comes before you. They're asking, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, excuse me, sir. I, <laughs> hello, duh. I said, duh, eyes. But no, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? I don't know if they are beggars, but like the Nigerian, like there's some Nigerian beggars. Just give me money, they go. Don't even say you go cure my eyes. I know what you're curing. Uh-huh. This is not my, now what's that? The carry chop. My hustle. <laughs> what do you want me to do for you? And he was specific. He said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. What do you want? You know, one of the prayers we are praying, one of the prayers, um, when Pastor Nod was leading prayer, I was saying that, look, that some of us, we should ask God for expectation. I know when he, when he said it, I, I just remember, I said, that's true. You know, uh, um, psychologists or whoever they are, they say there is what they're called, there are needs that are called real needs and felt needs. Amen. There are needs that are real needs and felt needs. Now, felt needs, says, let me just say um, Felt needs are those wants, wishes, and desires that we all have as humans and that we feel will make 
life better for us if they are fulfilled. So there are all those, there are those desires, their wishes, their, 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 their wants that we all have as humans that we feel that, Kai, if this thing just happened for me, ah, my life don't better. Those are felt needs. Now, real needs on the other hand, I will explain, I will explain it a bit. Real needs on the other hand are the real qualities you need in order to develop into who you are supposed to be. Amen. You know, sometimes you can have you can have you you, you can just feel I, I, I think I, I talked about some of it. You don't feel that hey, if I can just if I can just um if I can just if I can just get um can't think of any now. If I can okay, let me let me use that. You know, if I can just become the governor of River State. I'm made. Then you become the governor of River State. They say, ah, I cannot become the president of Nigeria. Then you become president of Nigeria. They say, ah, if I can just, if I can just, what is there again to conquer? Amen. You know, for felt needs, when he felt needs, I just need that. Even when you finally achieve them, there's no satisfaction in them. Let me give you an example. A woman can decide that. Okay, I said my let me use man. A man can say that ah, if I can just marry, if I marry, all my problems don't solve. My life will be good. My life will be my life will be hundred percent. Then you marry, and then it's going ah. This woman, she's not. I'm not feeling her the way I should feel. Uh, something is something. There's something about this woman. There's something that is not. It's not it. So, ooh, I see this, this girl is fine. So, if I can just marry this girl. But, I am a Christian. I can't marry two wives. So, she becomes my side chick. Then I side chick her for like one year. Then I say, ah, she's still, still, ah, look at this final, ah, this girl. I like the way, I like the way she talks to me. I like the way she makes, so I go to another. So after I've done 15 women, I'm still saying, there's something. You know exactly what the problem is. Sometimes there's a vacuum on the inside that needs to be filled. Sometimes is that, is that, let me give uh, um, um, a very real life example. I've told the story here before. Um, one of um, Keneko Plan's daughter has been married three, three times. She has been married three times and divorced three times. As she said, she said, she married the first man, very nice man, we're happy and everything. After a while, she decided, look, I'm not feeling this marriage again, I'm out of it. She married the second man, very godly man, very nice man, I'm not feeling this marriage, I'm out of it. She married the third man, not feeling this marriage, I got out of it. So after the third marriage, one day she sat down and said, what is wrong with me? That, look, these men are good men. So I know it's not the problem with the men. What is the problem? And she went to the Lord, started asking the Lord. And guess what? God now gave her a flashback to when she was three. She and her father, we all, we, a lot of us know Kenehagen, Kenehagen, she and her father were involved in an accident, a, 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 a little accident. And then, you know, America, police came to do some something, and out of politeness, sir, can you step, step aside, let's talk to you. So her father and the policeman were walking away. She was still in the car. 
her father and the policeman were walking away and she just her little baby mind just saw her father walking away from her in danger abandoning her three-year-old girl she grows up to be an adult in her 20s made the first man and then all of a sudden something evokes that feeling of this man is going to walk away on me before he walks away on me i walk out on him Second man, before he walks away on me, I walk out on him. Third man, before... She had a felt need. If I can just get the good man, I will be happy. But they were not meeting those needs. Sometimes we have felt needs. We have needs that... We have things that they will just feel like, ah, man, if this can just happen for me. If I can just get... If I can just get this thing. If this thing can just happen. If this can... Sometimes we need to step back. Slow down and ask God, God, what is the real thing? What do I really need? What, what are your plans for me? What do you want of me? You know, sometimes when you find out what God wants of you, every other thing falls in place. Some of us are struggling. If I can just go to America, ah, if I can just go to America, so you do visa lottery. The visa lottery doesn't work. You do this one, it doesn't work. You, 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 you do, eh, you, eh, eh. once they say, Amen, you are there. Yeah. If I can just get to America. And sometimes God is saying, stay in Port Harcourt, prosper, explode. God is saying that, look, it's from Port Harcourt that I'm sending your product to America, not you going to the America. What do you want from me? What are your real needs? Sometimes, it's not sometimes, some of us will have to stay in the place of prayers to really find out what it is. And it's never too late. So, oh, I'm 600 now. I'm 72,000 now. It is never too late. You find it out today, everything falls in place. Uh, sorry, I'm using, going to use some of those examples. The story of um, Connor Sanders, the, the man who um, started um, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, was retired or was out of the army, had nothing, had failed in all sorts of business attempts, and just one day just discovered that I can't story properly, but you know, just I fry chicken very well. That's what I do very well. I started frying chickens, and before I know it, today is a world. Before he died, he died a billionaire, and he was seventy-two when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. He died a millionaire. You see, a lot of the things we are chasing, a lot of things we are running after, a lot of things we are running after, a lot of things we are we, we are. Let me use the word: killing ourselves over. Amen. Bible says that. Uh, um, goodness and mercy are in hot pursuit of me. Those things are supposed to be pursuing, not you pursuing them. But it's as you learn to stay with God, as you learn to find out what God's plans are for your life, as you learn to know what God is saying concerning you, that all of a sudden you find your place of peace and then everything comes to you. Amen. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? See, every time you come before the anointed, let your heart be set that, Lord, let it be your utmost plans 
and purpose that find expression in my life. Amen. Then every other thing, every other thing will fall in place. I guarantee you that a hundred percent, every other thing will fall in place. But as long as you're running, as long as you're running, as long as you're chasing things, as long as you're looking for, you will keep running. You will keep running and those things will be eluding you. What do you want me to do for you? This laying on of hand service, as we come, God, as we wait on God this period, God will speak definite things to our lives. God will show us pictures of his plans, his purpose and intents for our lives. God will cause us to come to the place where we know, we know, we know exactly what God has in store for us. And we align with it. You know, I, I, I think it was, um, um, Manuel too that was saying that, that, um, um, I'm paraphrasing my words now. He said that God is not asking obedience of you. But as you find out what God wants you to do, and you make up your mind to do it, then God supplies you with obedience. You know what that means? So, so, you, you know that story, the story, I think Kenneth Hagen or somebody talked talk about that story that the man, one man, one time, he had, he had a, he had a nudging that God wanted him to go to China to be a missionary. So for many years, he fought against it. He struggled against it. He was resistant against it. I don't want to go to China. I don't want to be a missionary to China. I don't want anything to do with China. For many, I can't remember the number of years, but quite a number of years, I think running to decades. He struggled with going to China. Then one time, he finally came and said, Lord, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm tired. I surrender. I surrender. If you want me to go to China, I'm ready to go to China. And God told him, say, I never wanted you to go to China. I only wanted you to be willing to go to China or anywhere else I wanted you to go to. Amen. What do you want me to do for you? What are your real needs? May your eyes be open to them in the name of Jesus. May you know them in the name of Jesus. And may you be willing to submit to them, no matter how they look. Because there is your best life, oh. There is your best life. There is your best life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.